this movie, The Circle, makes antitrust look like fucking Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's amazing. <laughs> like, well fitting. I, 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 yeah, I, I was the whole, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even think about that comparison. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 452 with a review of The Circle. I'm Christopher Schnazy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film, film releases coming to a theater near you. Uh, this week, um, Stephen Miller, uh, you know, he was not participating in enough activities, extracurricular activities over at The Circle. And, uh, you know, his rating was falling, so he had to take some time away from the podcast to go to go build that rating back up so that, you know, people don't come over to his desk and say, hey... Why are you not participating in activities? Um, but which is—it's all code for we we murdered him. Yeah, we killed yeah him. pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just you and I, Carson. So I figured that uh, for for this week's question, I might as well make it super targeted and just go straight towards you. You know, I I feel it coming. <laughs> I think you know where I'm going to go with this. Uh, in the story, we have we have this company called the Cir- the Circle which is sort mm. of like a, a big, massive, giant company slash social network slash... I, I mean, uh, it's, it's you know, it's it's Fuse in 20 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I mean it, it, there are obvious, obvious parallels between it and, say, I don't know, a big company up here called it, Facebook. Um, yeah. So in this story, when everybody is getting on the circle and, you know, trying to be all super fun, some people, they go into a mode that uh, people refer to as off the grid, that is people who not using the social network, not participating in the world of online uh existence and uh you um are also one of these people who does not participate in the online world you deleted your facebook account long ago actually oddly enough you know we have we have the guy from boyhood in here and back when we reviewed the movie boyhood there's that scene in the movie where he's talking about not being on social media and i was just like I was like, I th- I think I remember like giving you a little el- not elbow jab in person, but like a little a little like haha, this is Carson trying to stay away from the like because you quit Facebook right around the time that movie came out. Like it was before it came out, but it was around the same time. And, no, it's uh, been longer th- longer than that. It's been like five years. When did that movie come out? Um, like three years ago, twenty twenty fourteen. Okay, well, I. Yeah. I to me, it was still kind of funny watching the movie and be like, "Hey, look, it's Carson." And then now here we are; he's back. <laughs> he's I back totally... in this movie called The Circle, and he's also trying to go off the grid. So yeah, I'm, I'm just out there in the woods making deer antler chandeliers. <laughs> yeah. So, so my question to you, Carson, is: is why why did you quit Facebook, and and what has life been like off the grid? Oh, it's great. Like, I just, I just, I don't know. I just had a realization one day that, like, everything that I was doing on Facebook and Twitter was just stupid. Like, I don't know. Like, it just was, like, I kind of, like, was, like, scrolling back through things that I posted. And I was like, this is embarrassing. Like, it's just <laughs> dumb. Like, I just feel stupid. And, like, I don't, like, I'm not important or anything. Like, you know, I don't have anything interesting to say. Like, I don't think anyone cares that, like, you know, I made some corny joke, you know, by seeing some movie or, you know, like, I don't know. Like, it's just... (laughs) 
<laughs> Carson, like, what, if, if, if nobody cares about that, then what are we doing here on these microphones <laughs> right now? Well, this uh, 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 ostensibly reaches a little bit uh, more of a wider audience than just people who are, you know, friends with me or whatever. But um, yeah, like, I don't know. I just, I, it just got, it just got lame to me and, and kind of old and, and, uh, you know, uh, I I I think it's fine. Like I think it's fine without it. Like I have um, I have a I have a Snapchat account, but I just usually have that to so my brother sends me funny stuff. Um, and then uh, I do have like a there's like a new app called like Vero or something, and I only got that so I could I could look at stuff that Zack Snyder was posting <laughs> because uh, apparently he he like basically migrated fully over to this this app called Vero which is essentially Twitter but like a lot classier um and it there's it's all like uh you can choose like who sees like what you post and stuff so he's essentially like getting rid of all the the fucks you know yeah um and um yeah like he just I don't know like I I don't post anything to that I just literally follow him yeah. to, to 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 view his uh the hilarious photos that he posts i mean the app might as well be called snido for your sake i like i they, he like is the was the first like uh big celebrity it's like it's him and um the guy from catfish max joseph um <laughs> are like the two like were the two like big people who i guess started uh using it and um yeah, he just posts like a lot of cool photos of like you know, whatever he's doing, and but yeah, that's like the 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 you know, the the short answer is just I like I just thought it was lame, and yeah. I do no. think that I do think you know after seeing this movie, uh, to quote a certain character that uh, we are so fucked, like <laughs> <laughs> technology is just crazy, man, uh, but. I have a question for you. Um, oh, okay, okay. Turn, turn, flip yeah. this on its head. Uh, yeah, I'm fl- this is nothing to do with technology, but I, I asked this. I asked Sarah this question right after the movie was over. I was like, "How much puss do you think L.R. Coltrane is crushing?" Because I feel like it's a lot. <laughs> really? Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like that dude's locked it down. Like with Boyhood, he's like a pretty good looking dude. Like he's just is, like, is "Hey, he, did you see he, Boyhood?" <laughs> I, I, I feel I feel like he he's, he seems I don't, like I don't know the, the guy I don't know that... the polite way to say this but like there's that scene in the movie it's in the trailer as well uh, in a moment you'll hear the audio from that when when you know Emma Watson is like you should come by the circle and like hang out he's like eh they'll probably think I'm here to clean the toilets like he just has like this this weird hippie vibe um, and um, like let's just say that if he was going to be like uh, are you are you watching Crashing right now. Uh, no. Okay, well, never mind. <laughs> Let's just say that <laughs> if he was going to be any character in that show, he would be this weird, stupid, hippie character guy. Um, and then that's, that's no knock against him. I just, I, I don't think that he, like, he was great in Boyhood, but I think that he, I haven't seen him in anything where he's got a chance to be a super awesome character that I think wouldn't be crushing Boone, as you say. Like, he just seems kind of like this weird, quiet, um, super hippie guy who would, I don't know, yell at Emma Watson because she posted pictures of his antler sculptures. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, you know, it was obviously a mostly facetious question, but uh, I just, I feel like, you know, if you're in a movie like Boyhood, you're, you're set for life, like, with it, with whatever you favor, you know? Um, I don't know, that was just my... But this is like the... the, the um, this is like the only other movie he's done since then, so... Yeah. We really we really don't have much to to go off of. True. Acting wise acting wise. Yes. Um but uh yeah, what do you say we get into a review of the circle? Okay. All right, we're gonna take a listen to the trailer for the circle and then come back and give you guys a review. I am a believer in the perfectibility of human beings. And the circle, we can finally realize our potential. When we are our best selves, there isn't a problem that we cannot solve. We can cure any disease and we can end hunger. Imagine the human rights implications. The possibilities are endless. Your payment, it was for 78.13 and the bill was for 78.31. Thank you. You got the job at the circle. Have a drink, have a good time, and stay excited. You're at the circle. Hello, May. How are you? Jared here. I'll be doing your training. When I first started, it took me a few weeks to really get the hang of it. Believe me, you're doing fine. You should come visit me at work sometime. <laughs> you might think I was there to clean the toilets. Everyone really likes you. Your work's been exemplary, strong ratings, but your absence at several events. Sorry, my dad had an episode and I was home helping out. Is that related to his MS? I've been looking into your parents' situation and I have an idea. I was thinking it would make sense for May's folks to come on the Circle Health Plan. I want to say how much I value what you've done for my family. May, you're a valued part of the Circle. We care about everybody you care about. May's only been with us for a few months, but she has made quite an impression. So, May, do you think you behave better or worse when you are being watched? We have cameras in place all over the world right now. We used to go on adventures. We used to have fun and see things, and now it's all filtered through this. Does this really seem okay to you? Watching you. I didn't create this. This is not what I had in mind. Watching you. Things at the circle, they need to change. Watching you. Everything recorded, seen, broadcast, stored, and analyzed here. They can use it however they see fit, no matter what it's cost. Knowing is good, but knowing everything is better. So, May, is there anything you want to tell us? All right, so that was the trailer for The Circle. It is the story of a young woman who goes to work at this place that is conveniently called The Circle. And uh, it is a big social network slash tech company, much in the vein of like Facebook. And uh, they have a new project that they're working on called Sea Change, which is a system of little cameras that are completely self-contained that make the entire world consumable to everybody else in the world, theoretically, um, via this network called The Circle. And uh, it's sort of, I guess, the story of... This uh, young woman who gets pulled into the company and uh, it's kind of supposed to be about the dangers of a surveillance state. Uh, but as we may talk about in a little bit, I don't think it dives that far into that subject matter. Um, but uh, Carson, 
why don't you start us off and let us know what you thought of the circle i thought you were gonna say it's supposed to be a thriller like a ooh, ooh, gotcha oh no 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 zing um well i think there's 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 three major um depressing things about this movie one which i kind of mentioned at the top which is technology is gonna just fuck us because um and i feel like that's already like apparent you know like watching this movie (laughs) was not anything eye-opening like oh man look how crazy like shit's gonna get or you know um but I think it's just a depressing reminder that, like, um, you know, that it just, like, uh, technology is great, but, like, when you just, when you get to a certain point, it's just, like, way too much. Excuse me. And, like, you know, I am, I'm kind of of that ilk now where it's, like, I kind of feel like we should have just stopped, like, like either like right before the release of the the iphone like the first iphone like 2007 (laughs) or like or like you know like the 3gs iphone where like you still couldn't send pictures and shit you know like like around that era the problem with these days is the cell phones (laughs) with the little screens that you just tap all the things i mean i like when i had the clicky buttons on my phone yeah i mean um but uh And I mean, I think people are already kind of aware that like, yeah, like technology, you know, is um, not getting out of hand, but easily could. Um, And some may argue that it already is. But um, anyways, that's the first thing. The second thing is that um, this movie is really like a a giant wasted opportunity considering the um, the 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 talent that's involved in front and behind the camera. Um, I mean, I was mostly excited for this movie. I don't know about you, but I was mostly excited for it simply because of James Ponzel directing it. Um, and I, you know, I know that we, all of us really like the end of the tour and the spectacular now. And I would, yeah. you know, not, not being hyperbolic, but like, I think the end of the tour is like one of the best movies of this decade. And um, so I was excited to see, you know, his next movie. Um, and then thirdly, <laughs> thirdly is, is, is the, the fact that this is uh, the, the late, great Bill Paxton's final movie, um, which I don't know about. Also playing a person with a, uh, a debilitating disease was kind of weird watching him in that state, yeah. knowing that like in real life he was no longer with us. Yeah, and then I think that's what made it kind of extra depressing was that he's playing, uh, his character has MS in the movie, and um, uh, that's not what he passed away from in real life, um, but he plays it so well that I could see where people who may not really know, like, might be confused and think that he was, like, actually sick and dying like <laughs> while he made this movie like it's like it's it just like is a it's an extra depressing blow because like you see like how great of an actor he was like because you kind of took bill paxton for granted because he's always just like he makes it look so easy and in yeah. this movie you're just like I, like i legit teared up like when he first came on and then he starts shaking i was like this is just 
this is awful. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, exactly. Just... Like, like when he first came up, I was like, oh man, I didn't yeah. realize he was in this movie. And then I was like, really, this is the last role he's going to play. Like, I was like, this sucks. It really was sucky. Like, um, and like, I still kind of <laughs> like accepted the fact that he died. So like seeing this was just like, it was just extra sad. So that yeah. was the third thing. <laughs> and like, so yeah, like overall, I think, I don't think the movie is terrible, but it's, it's got a, it's a lot of wasted potential. Um, and I think that, um, um, it's biggest flaw is that it's trying to be, I guess, this, this satire of like the technology and the, and the tech world, but it's not really saying anything that like we don't already know like it's kind of like um it's kind of the same thing or reaction that i had to men women and children which was like also a movie that looked like a slam dunk on paper like given the the people involved but then the actual movie like just played like this this psa on like look how crazy teens are on the internet it's like yeah we fucking know like this is actually like a much tamer version you know and i feel like that's kind of what the circle is where you're just kind of like uh okay like like there's not really like what what can you really satirize in this world that hasn't already been done because i feel like technology has gotten so um you know crazy that there's just a lot of stuff in there that like that is already like stuff has already happened in real life that like could be like onion headlines. So like the fact that this movie is trying to kind of like um kind of dig into that is really just like, oh well, you know, we've already seen this. And, and then also like I was kind of jokingly saying, like, I, I guess this is supposed to be like a thriller, but there are like no thrills whatsoever in this movie. Like there's nothing like they kind of tap into like this sort of, uh, like weird, like the weird, like cultish vibes of the circle, but it doesn't g delve like anywhere into that at all. Like it doesn't dig deep, doesn't do a deep dive. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So, some, some people have asked me about the film and, uh, my big comparison is a film that I've referenced on the podcast a bunch of times and nobody has, has ever seen, um, at least nobody that I talked to, but it's the movie Antitrust with, uh, with oh, Ryan yeah. Phillippe <laughs> and Rachel Lee Cook. Gonna... <laughs> and, and, and like <laughs> this movie, The Circle, makes Antitrust look like fucking Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> like, well fitting. I, 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 yeah, I, I was the whole, <laughs> very, yeah, I, I didn't even think about that comparison, <laughs> um, but, but yes, uh, but, um, but yeah, like I, I, I have always liked antitrust, you know, like I realized that it's kind of dumb, but I liked it a lot, like much in the same way that I, I, I love the movie Hackers, no matter how stupid and non-related to actual hacking that film is, it's just a really fun film, um, talking about these kids who are trying to hack the planet right and uh but like in antitrust it's this big powerful corporation who is 
on the one hand, like literally murdering people. <laughs> and on the other hand, they're squashing competition and trying to create this, this big piece of software that will connect all the devices on the planet and basically make all those devices sort of owned by this one company. And uh, in this story, uh, we have this group, uh, you know, the circle uh, led by Tom Hanks, who are trying to build a system that essentially controls all of the planet. Uh, at least that's the, that's the big concern you're sp- supposed to care about. You know, like the 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 you know, like a normal film dealing with this subject matter would be like, oh my god, this company is trying to put cameras on every single wall, on every single bit building on the entire planet, and make everything visible to everybody all the time privacy is dead and the big the big concern of the film would simply be oh shit we have no privacy this is a terrible place to live yeah. um, i can't believe we let this happen but like the film isn't concerned with that at all like at all like the big scary thing this film does with is like oh well crazy shit happens when the users go crazy because of all this weird power that we've created. Like the, our, our, our supposed hero in the story, um, Emma Watson, her character is fully on board with the surveillance state and she doesn't even oh, seem yeah. to have a clue that this is a bad <laughs> no, idea. No, she is like, like <laughs> she's way in over her head. Yeah. Like, like just last week or the week before Facebook had their F8 conference, right. And they were on stage showing off all the cool tech they're working on their new camera. If, if Zuckerberg would have stood up on stage and said, Hey, we had this little camera about the size of a quarter that's basically camouflaged. And not only can you buy this in a few weeks and put it wherever you want, but we've placed hundreds of these, maybe thousands of them, all over the Bay Area, and they're streaming live right now, and anybody can watch anybody in the city, people would fucking be in the streets rioting. Like, nobody would be, like, standing up, applauding, being super excited. Like, freaking, like, you know, screw tapping people's phone lines and all the stupid bullshit that's happening in the government, like, uh, or that people are claiming are happening in the government, I should say. Um, yeah. Like, the... This is essentially a camera broadcasting from everywhere all the time, everywhere to everyone. And everybody was like, this is the greatest. And it wasn't, (laughs) this isn't even a story where some characters are really for it and some characters are not for it. Everybody just seems to be for it. And there's no reason. Like, like Emma Watson has an experience where she's rescued by a camera spoilers. And she's like, <laughs> a very, oh, my very God, stupid experience. <laughs> yeah, it was really dumb experience. And it's like her response is like, oh, my God, guys, sharing is caring. <laughs> Privacy well, the, is lies. Uh, yeah. Everything is horrible. We I'm need totally cameras all the time. I'm going to wear a camera. I'm, I'm going uh, transparent, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to turn <laughs> myself into Justin TV. And then basically everybody else is going to be able to stream and watch me doing whatever I'm doing during the day. I'm going to well, have then, this new show. Well, then when she did that, I was like, well, we already got that movie. It's called, we got two mo- two of those movies. It's called The Truman Show and Ed TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's those, those are actually saying something, right? Like those films, oh, actually, I, I don't know about Ed TV, but The Truman Show is trying to say something. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, it has a point. It has a thesis. It's, 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 it's dealing with important subjects and, and the ramifications of like this fake world that Truman's been stuck in. Like, like the big war is not between people who hate TV and people who are on TV. The war is between the people who think that what this comp- company did 
to Truman by forcing him to live in this fake reality where they control other things is basically a weird prison that they've put him in that doesn't allow him to live a real life, right? All the people, they're people who are trying to make sure that a person can live a fulfilled life as opposed to be trapped in the system. And in this, it's just like everybody's on board with this weird surveillance society and nobody even really says surveillance society and talks about the ramifications of it. Like the... The few moments where it actually gets political, I feel like the only thing that's focused on is that a politician decides to go completely transparent. It's not really oh, about yeah. like <laughs> there, there are there are yeah. some news scenes where like somebody says something about the downsides of like all of our information being online. But th for the most part, all of the people you see are super, super, super supportive of the circle. And what this film should have been is more like antitrust where like a lot of people love the benefits of being on the circle and then over time like people start to realize that there's something shady happening in the company and then somebody works from the inside to try to bring down the circle that would be a compelling story instead we get this thing where it's just like oh i'm totally on like th there's a scene where it's right after Emma Watson, like, becomes a spokesperson for the circle because of the thing that she went through. And, like, she's like, guys, I have an idea. And where her idea <laughs> starts, you know, it seems oh, fine. Man. It, it seems okay where it starts. Where she takes it is so far <laughs> beyond that. And it's like, you know, you got freaking uh, Tom Hanks and uh, what's his nuts? Um, uh, Pat Oswalt. Yeah, was Pat Oswalt yeah. are just like, yeah, this girl's doing our bidding, <laughs> like, and it's so weird. Like, I, I, this is terrible. Like, I, I went and looked up the Wikipedia entry for the book that this is based on and tried to yeah, figure yeah, out I where too, yeah. the film diverged because I was like, there's no way <laughs> the book. Because I've I've seen articles today that were like, yeah, the circle sucks, but keep, read the book anyways because the book is good. And yeah, well, and also it's written by Dave Eggers, who's like a pretty renowned author, you know. Yeah, and yeah. And, and I think that in the book, spoilers, tiny bit is I think the idea of what the book is supposed to be is a character who gets like where like the tragedy of the story is that she is on board with it, right? Like that that's right. the impression that I got from from the the thing because like where it ends, like it doesn't resolve the way this film does. It is sort of in in like a weird Twilight Zoney way. It sort of ends with with like some stuff, and it just kind of like lets you think about, I guess, where the state of things are. And yeah, I in the movie it has a definite end. It tries to have the antitrust ending. But instead of it being like information belongs to the people, it's just like the circle. It's There's not even a scene where like the CEOs are being dragged off in handcuffs. It just no. The movie's it's literally like, just like a fart noise. Yeah, like the, there's no big climax to the journey that the the quote unquote bad guys <sighs> of the story go through. It like the film just sort of ends and. If it weren't for a character saying, man, we're fucked, there would be no indication <laughs> that they're fucked. Like you have John Boyega at one point goes like, I, I looked in the system and it's worse than I even imagined. But we're never told the bad things. Like we assume because these are the, quote, bad guys of the story. And we know that from the beginning that they're doing something bad. But there's literally zero indication that anything they did was bad other than placing these remote cameras all over the freaking town. And yeah, yeah I just, I, I, <coughs> I, 
Also, uh, John Boyega, I don't know what the hell he's doing in this movie, but uh, he is severely wasted. Like, I, he has probably ma- like five minutes screen time, max. Yeah, maybe the problem is that he's only good in sci-fi properties. <laughs> I guess, but I feel like they were trying to make this like a sci-fi thriller type of property, but it's like nowhere near as uh, sinister or sci-fi-ish uh, as it could have been. Um, you, 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 know, you know what else is dumb? Speaking of, of, of sci-fi-ish, sorry to interrupt, but like in the trailer, when you see all like the diagrams floating above the computers... I thought mm-hmm. for sure this movie was going to be set a little bit more in the future, and those are going to be some futuristic displays where information is literally hovering over a desk. But no, that's yeah. just like some BBC Sherlock bullshit, where like <laughs> it's just supposed to be an indication of of what she's looking at. Yeah. Well, I mean, they yeah they don't. I mean, I guess it was nice that they didn't say. I mean, I'm assuming it's supposed to be in the near future, but it's nice that they didn't really put a a tag on it. Um, it's it's and, basically and, supposed to be now. Yeah, it's supposed to be now. And it's funny how like they're essentially just using all Apple products, but they just replaced the Apple logo with the circle logo. <laughs> with the circle logo. Um, but it's funny that, um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention Antitrust too, because it was funny because I was talking. Wait, to, there's a texting. sequel to Antitrust? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was texting with my brother and I was just like, he, he was like, this feels like a movie that should have come out like a long time ago. And I was like, and no joke, I literally wrote back to him. I was like, yeah, well, if it had come out in the year 2000, like uh, it would have starred like Rachel Lee Cook. And then I was like, I, the second I sent that, I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, we already got that movie. <laughs> Shit, antitrust. Um, but yeah, like that, the, to talk about a movie that's uh, going to be lost to the odds, uh, antitrust, that's a... That's a 2001 classic. Um, but uh, I, I feel like movies like that and like The Truman Show, um, they they did feel like cutting edge. At least, you know, with The Truman Show, it felt like very uh, ahead of its time uh, and, and satirical because we didn't know, uh, we didn't have all this crazy technology that we do now. Um and I think it's, uh, you know, even even stuff like, you know, books like 1984 that predicted Big Brother and stuff like like we're like now that we're in like the the smartphone, like just, you know, the, the crazy age where like the technology is changing so rapidly. I feel like you can't do a, a Truman Show style movie that satirizes technology like that because it's like you can't stay ahead of the curve. And I feel like the circle is maybe trying to do that sort of commentary, but um, it just comes off really flat because uh, there's just no way to stay ahead of it. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing was that, yeah, I did go on Wikipedia too and look up the, the, the novel, the book synopsis, because I was like, I wonder if they, if they, you know, what they changed, if anything, because I saw that Dave Edgar, Dave Eggers, the, the, the author co-wrote the screenplay for this movie. So I was like, surely he had, you know, a say in like what was being put onto the screen. And like, I, I actually thought that the ending that's in the book was a much stronger ending than it was a lot. It was a lot of, uh, darker ending than what they have in the movie, which is funny, which is funny because like, uh, I read on like Sunday yesterday, I guess, um, that the, 
I guess they had. I don't. They. It said that they had a different ending for the movie. I don't know if it was that same ending that's in the book, but they had a different ending, and it tested poorly, so they reshot it like four months ago. Apparently, the ending that's in the movie, which they deemed a lighter ending, which is like, I guess I can see that. Uh, seeing that what happens, even though I feel like they're still trying to say like, oh, but technology, you know, still ended up consuming her or whatever. Um, and, uh, but the funny, the ironic thing was they, so they shot that, you know, quote unquote, or quote, lighter ending and it tested even worse. (laughs) So, um, yeah, anyway, but, uh, I, I, I think it's, it's dumb. Like the, like as the movie was happening, I was like, Oh yeah, this this film was not good. <laughs> yeah, but it's so weird though because um, yeah, because it, it, it's like again, this goes back to like just all the wasted potential that they had. It's like you have you have like you have Tom fucking Hanks as the <laughs> CEO of this corporation, and it's and it's um you know it's Tom Hanks in kind of a in an atypical role. Like he's essentially the villain of this movie. And, um, you know, he really hasn't played a villain character before. Um, not straight up, I guess. Wait, he wasn't the villain in the polar express. (laughs) (laughs) He was a villain to our eyeballs. Yeah. Um, but no, like I, I I think Tom Hanks is actually great in this. Like I, Oh no, no, I'm not, I'm not story and the narrative was better. Oh, I yeah. would be like, oh, damn, he was the best part of this movie. Well, I mean, he still is the best part of this movie. But uh, true, yeah, true. like he no, he is great. Uh, he just isn't in it a lot, which is weird. And also, I feel like they just don't really dig into the like the sinister aspects of this corporation, which they they hint at, but they don't fully go into. I mean, I feel like the like the cast for this movie is really great. And the fact that you have Tom Hanks and Patton Oswalt as, like, the top guys of this corporation, like, that is, like, you know, on paper, it's like, yes, like, I want to see that movie. Like, them as, like, the the, the bad guys, essentially. Um, and, 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 like, I always like seeing Tom Hanks play against type. Like, I mean, I think that's, like, the best part, or at least my favorite part of Cloud Atlas was seeing him play all those, like, really different types of characters and stuff. Um, and in this, it's like, they just don't, don't utilize him well at all and Patton Oswalt too like he doesn't really get much to do either it's just so weird how they have like all this stuff that they could work with and then none of it is none of it works like I and I also feel like a lot of it is like is kind of just rushed through like I I mean uh, Emma Watson's transformation from from just like uh very eager like uh or, you know, very green, like, unsure uh, newbie to, like, full-on spokesperson for this company, like, just did not seem organic at all. Plus, I mean, I bought her in the beginning, but, like, once she became, like, the, um, you know, like, the the spokesperson, she's supposed to be giving these, like, Steve Jobs-style, you know, presentations, I was like, I, like, she did not pull that off at all, I thought. No. Like, she's... What's what's weird too is she has the reverse arc you would expect from her. Like you would expect for her to come up and be drinking the Kool Aid, and then slowly realize that something's wrong, and then try right. to deal with it. Instead, she shows up, 
sort of like, hmm, some of this seems a little strange. Like when they have that first meeting where Tom Hanks is giving his little like Friday keynote, whatever they do. Um, right. She keeps turning to her friend. She's like, really? Really? Well, that seems a little extreme. Like she's giving her the looks like, oh, why is everybody all excited? This seems a little weird. And then immediately she's just like, oh, my God, guys, privacy is dead. Privacy <laughs> is lies. Privacy is the worst. And just I don't. I don't understand the character's motivations. And then even her friend's character. So I, I, without reading the Wikipedia or reading the book, like there's no understanding of what is up with her. So she has a friend who is in the top 40 influencers in the circle. She's, she's in the inner circle. And yeah. uh, her job is fly around the country and smooth things over with other governments that don't like the circle of being in their country, I guess. But either way, like... When she she's the one that gets the interview for Emma Watson's character, and that's all cool. And there's this moment where she sort of turns and starts to act very very weird. And what the what, what is on the screen sort of communicates. It sort of feels like we're supposed to think that her friend is somehow upset that she's buying into the Kool Aid so much. But reading the Wikipedia article, it's clear that she's actually jealous of her, and then. Yeah. Which is sort of fine because the film sort of kind of comes around to that angle towards the end. But like in the book, like the reason she goes a little bit crazy is related to some weird experimental bullshit that like where she goes into some system that like reveals a bunch of information about her past. And then she gets super stressed out about it and does weird things. But like in this story, it's just like, oh, I'm sorry. I've just been so overworked. And I've done so much speed and like whatever that I just crashed and I had to leave the story for a little bit. Like it's like what? Why? Like they wanted to keep her in because she's in the book. But like her character is completely unnecessary other than to talk real fast. Oddly enough, she she her character seems like the Hermione of this universe. Um, so, well, yeah, that's what I thought. What, that's what I thought was weird is that. Um, uh, her character, uh, that actress, Karen G- Gillan, like I, I thought that they should have switched roles. Like I thought she was way better as the like, uh, like I thought she would have been way better and more charismatic as the lead than uh, just like the random, uh, like businesswoman who shows Emma Watson around. Yeah, yeah. I don't know because I feel like the, the like the the Emma Watson's character, I feel like it, it needed to be like a very, uh, likable, charismatic, uh, person, like, or at least they turn into that, you know, once they become like the, the spokesperson of the circle. And like, I just did not think Emma Watson had the chops in this movie to pull off those kind of, um, speeches and stuff. Like, it's definitely not like a you know you need we needed like a a, a J Law or a Britt Robertson or somebody to like really pull this off like Emma Watson just came off like she was it just did like it just didn't work at all like it just like I, I bought her as like the sort of unsure person who's like you know just coming in like what's on you know like I'm glad I have this baller new job now but what's with all this you know tech stuff. Like I, 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 didn't even, I didn't even buy Emma Watson as like a live streamer. <laughs> like we're just like, I'm awake now. Sun's out. No, that's what that's Thanks what I'm for saying. talking to me, friends. Well, yeah. Once she, well, what? Yeah. Once she goes transparent, like that's what I'm saying. Like after, basically after her her stupid kayak incident, where she just becomes a full believer, you know? Yeah. Uh, um. Like 
up until that point, I was kind of like, okay, she's fine for like what she needs to do, which is just kind of question like, you know, what's going on and stuff. Um, but then, yeah, once she like fully, uh, commits to the circle, like, yeah, like no way. Like I was like, no one in life would follow someone this boring. Like <laughs> she's got all these <laughs> followers and shit. And I was like, did, she's like, did you like, try to read the messages from the followers? Yes, I did because I was I was bored with everything else. I was trying to like I was trying to uh, see which ones would pop up, and I was laughing because they would throw in a couple like jokey ones that said like my girlfriend dumped me today or something, and um, <laughs> and I was like, you know, I mean, you know, it doesn't matter for the movie, but you know that if this was real life, it would just be flooded with obscene like. <laughs> Yeah. comments well, like, you know their, their closest thing to obscene was like in one scene where she's first getting into bed one night and she's about to go to sleep somebody comments nice pillows yeah <laughs> with like a winky face or something like yeah, that yeah yeah which you I was know like, oh would that's like... the version of of trolling that you see yeah it would have yeah, been okay. just dick pics everywhere oh it'd be dick pics and like n-words and just all kinds of it would just be ridiculous like it would just be like uh like if you just on any youtube comment section you're just like whoa like um, this is the last, uh, <laughs> yeah, like that, that's like, that's not indicative of at all of, uh, like the craziness that you see on a, on a comments board like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the, 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 the main thing was that like, who would be following someone like this uninteresting, which I could guess like, and again, like, I don't think the movie is strong enough to like try and make a make that a point like try to make fun of or to satirize that or anything like i i think it's literally trying to be like look how crazy it is like th this person could you know there she totally is just giving up her entire life and is broadcasting it to all around the world and again like that that concept is not anything new because like we've been saying like hello truman show like i feel like we've already We've gotten that movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. We've gotten everything that's been said on, like, that kind of subject. And this just doesn't do anything um, anything new with it, really. And then, like, you you kind of alluded to the scene where she's, like, talking to um, to everyone in, like, this big board meeting. And, like, that I thought was, like, particularly cringeworthy. Because she's supposed to be giving this, like, very, like, passionate... Like, oh my God, like, you know, you're supposed to, at the end, you're supposed to basically be like slow clapping her, you know, and like that she has this like most brilliant idea and you're just kind of sitting there like, that's it? Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and what's weird is like in a world where she was like, let's say she was that charismatic live streaming forever. Like, let's just pretend like this is today. Like, because in, in real life, Emma Watson is a pretty outspoken person and she does a lot for, to try to defend women's rights and things like that. So let's pretend like she was live streaming now and she had the entire world as a whole um, behind her, paying attention to her and rooting for anything she says. And a corporation who was trying to create a surveillance state made her the spokeswoman and convinced her that it was all her idea. And then she made some statements that were counter to what society would want and she backed them up because she was totally drinking the kool-aid her followers if they were as into her opinions and things might buy into that thing too but like we never get the sense that 
Tom Hanks is a mastermind who yeah. engineered this thing perfectly and, and, and made an example of her because he knew that she would bring the followers and that nobody would question sea change simply because Emma Watson was the spokesperson. That's not this story, right? It's not something yeah. where like everybody gets behind a person's opinion and is blind to the fact that it's crazy. It's, I don't know, it just seems it's it's kind of like what it's kind of like what what we what you've said already is that like seemingly everyone has is already on board with anything the circle does and i don't know if that was like supposed to be a commentary also but like i don't know like it's weird how literally everyone is on board except for the one person in the world uh Mr. Boyhood like he's like the only one who's like I'm against like anything like it's weird how like they kind of present it as like everyone's just totally down and if you're not then you're square um but again here's here's the thing too about about that side of thing is is take the film uh I I never remember if it's called Final Cut or The Final Cut um, but the, the Tom Hanks movie where he's in the world where everybody has a camera and a microphone inside their brain, right? Um, in that, in that story, people get tattoos on their body that interfere with the recording device, right? The people who are like, no, I literally want to be off the grid. And I think that recording all of my memories and, 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 and my experience of life is, destroying my privacy, they literally tattoo their bodies with these digital tattoos that fuck up the the device that's put into every single child, like, in utero, right? And in that story, like, if you want to be off the grid, you change yourself, and you're part of a society that is about being off the grid. Frickin' boyhood guy, like, his way of being <laughs> off the grid is simply not having a, a circle account and right. living living in the mountains and making antler sculptures like that's his his world only falls apart because emma watson takes a photo of a chandelier right well that's and and that's also and here's the worst thing is is he talks about getting death threats where is he getting the death threats in he's off the grid like there's like why is he still checking his email like if he's really i don't know dude they found uh, him well i think it was supposed to be i mean again like that whole idea is that like off the grid is like him just going to live in the woods is like okay like it's it's so weird how it's just like that's it like that's like that was the big revelation um in terms of him going off the grid it wasn't like it wasn't like he'd like deactivated all his accounts or you know yeah it was weird it wasn't anything like that where you know people were being monitored by uh um uh, it wasn't like he drank that uh that slushy mix and was being uh, followed by the circle, which I the, remember they had like all the employees drink that shit so that they could like monitor all their health and stuff. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, which again, that would be more, that would be more of an interesting angle is like if they were marketing that as a product and people were, you know, drinking it. And then like the circle was like just tracking you know, random citizens and stuff. Um, that would have been interesting, but it was only just for the employees of the circle, which was like, okay. Um, but yeah, I think that like that, that whole aspect of like Emma Watson basically tweets a photo of, um, LR Coltrane's, uh, deer chandelier and people get all 
social justice warrior pissed and are like, I can't believe he used the um and then you know, like when he comes I, to confront his defense too is I didn't kill those animals. <laughs> Which, I mean, by the way, so, like, that, yeah, the Siri comes to confront her at, like, the Circle headquarters, and, like, I mean, it's, like, <laughs> it's it sounds mean to say, but it's it's bad. Like, the acting is terrible. <laughs> like, the acting is laughable um, when he's just like, death threats, man. I got death threats. Like, it's just, it's, oh, man, it's just, it's not good. Um, and it's, like, so weird how, you know, everyone's, like, filming him. It's, like... I, I totally buy this as a scenario that would happen in real life. And I think that is also kind of just like you're sitting there watching it, th- this going like, yeah, we know like people suck. Like people, of course, would do this. People, of course, would um, when they're doing like the dumb soul search thing, like people, of course, would go like run after his car with cell phones like they're paparazzi or something like, yes, of course they would do that. Like, I almost feel like they were trying to sh- make that seem like some kind of shocking revelation like oh look how look how much people are involved in this it's like well of course yeah like we know that like people are already like that level of involved with social media and stuff like that so i feel like that wasn't anything new or anything it was just like okay (laughs) i don't know it was just weird and also like the like that aspect like soul search and a lot of the other things that they kind of present in the movie they honestly like okay so like the the opening like kind of sequence where um Karen Gillan's character is showing Emma Watson around she's like look we've got doga it's dog yoga and um you know sh- all the amenities and stuff you can get at the circle and then like they're having like the cool like party for all the new people and like Beck shows up as himself and he's performing a concert yeah um yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like all of that felt like stuff that you would see on, like, an episode of Silicon Valley, but it's not played for laughs. No, yeah, it, it, it's it's stuff from the internship, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's stuff, yeah, from that and, um, oh, I just thought of the other thing. Where I, oh, uh, South Park, like, last season of South Park with the troll search. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, and definitely the Beck thing, because I thought of, like, the episode of Silicon Valley where they had Kid Rock show up and play a, like an event or whatever as himself. But, uh, but yeah, like all that felt like the unfunny, like the non comedic version of something like that, where they're, they're trying, you know, they're satirizing this, this culture and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's what was so weird that like, uh, you know, they're taking all this kind of seriously, but then again, like I, like I was trying to, th- you know, I was trying to th- think like, well, Maybe that was them trying to be funny. Like that's how that's how like poorly it comes off because you don't like you don't it doesn't register as being satirical. It's just kind of registers as like, oh, okay, like Oh, I mean it's that, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be satirical, but I mean like they don't they don't even have comedic timing. Like take no. that exact scene where she's like, and over here there's Doga. It like yeah. the better way and also once again more cliche way to do it, but would actually be kind of funny is like her saying and over here we have Doga, and then Emma Watson going like, "What's Doga?" And then she goes, "Oh, dog yoga." And then the camera just pans real fast to like the dogs in yoga, and then it would have been like, "Oh, ha ha ha!" Right? Yeah. Instead of like there... and Doga, immediately show it and go on. Like it's I yeah. don't know. Every, everything about the film is just weak. Every everything is off, and it's weird. There's like even a there's even like a couple of lines that Emma Watson has that are supposed to be like real big zingers, and like they're delivered like so flatly. 
that was just like it was funny because it was like so like just flatly delivered that I was like huh like I don't know it's 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 very it's almost <laughs> it's almost worth seeing just to see how like it's not train wreck bad but it's it's kind of like a interesting failure bad because it just like I said of all the the people involved and stuff you would have you would have expected it to be a lot better um but then also it just like it also wasn't like the worst thing ever so it was i don't know it's kind of just like in that middle sort the, of limbo the, the real problem though is that due to the subject matter this film is worse than it is on paper like the way it handles the subject well, yeah. matter and, and the things it's not saying about things that are obvious to talk about when you're dealing with uh, a topic like this it's it's aggressively bad in how it handles the material. So it's like, sure, you know, like some of the people's performances are fine. And like, you know, obviously they spent some money to do all like the, the digital overlays of like what people are looking at, you know, and like there's a bunch of things in it where they're like, they, you know, they tried good faith effort on making a movie. It's just the narrative is stupid as fuck and it's just poorly written. And like, that's, strange from a book that people apparently celebrate a lot um but yeah i I think that the film is just extremely bad and it would be just passable if it just changed the story a little bit but instead we get this thing that's just incredibly dumb yeah um there was a there's a the there was a review that i read online um Matt Zoller sites on RogerEbert.com. He uh, had a pretty good um, line at the end of his review that I thought was like, that summed it up pretty well, which is, this is one of those movies that has nothing and everything wrong with it. It's frustrating in a singular way. Um, so I thought that was like a pretty, a pretty good way to, to, to sum up the movie. And he also kind of threw out, um, which I agreed was, um, he threw out like comparisons to, to David Cronenberg and David Lynch, he said like, those are two guys that could have done like something, um, like really interesting with this material instead of just kind of like, uh, basically just a really like nothing. Like it just was like, okay, like that's it. But I mean, Um, like, like you, you brought up earlier men, women and children, and we were joking last episode because of the shorts that appeared before Colossal about like, we get it guys. Everybody's always on their phone. This film doesn't even do that message. Right. No, (laughs) it's like, it's like all the problems come with people being too obsessed with their social network. And instead of dealing with that, the film is like, oh no, the real problem guys is this other stupid crap. And it's like, (laughs) oh, yeah, like I mean, those. Uh, yeah, I know it's funny because like those those shorts that we were that I was kind of joking about being so on the nose last week. Like uh, compared to this, they uh, they look cutting edge. I mean, um, but but they all kind of fall into that same line, like that men, women, women, and children in this, where it's like they aren't. It thinks they're saying something that like hasn't been said before, but like we all. Like, it's all common knowledge. Like, yeah, like, of course, this is how it is. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it just, it's weird, like, how it comes off that way. It's got, it's also like, uh, it's also like pop star. Like, it, like, they're trying to satirize, like, the, like, the celebrity culture. And it's like, that stuff is, like, so absurd and ridiculous. It is always, like, 
uh, larger than life that it's hard to like make, you know, to, to make fun of that. Like, cause I remember seeing, watching that movie and going like, like the actual Justin Bieber has done stuff that's like way more crazy, way crazier than anything in this movie, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, it's, I don't know. Like we've gotten to that point where it's hard to do movies like, like this, where, you know, that's kind of ahead of the curve and being like, whoa, look how, you know, look how, um, ahead of its time, you know, look how much they nailed this. But I don't know. It's just, it's so hard to do that now. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really do think this movie needed to be a lot weirder. And, um, when I read in, in that review, Matt Zeller sites review, when he dropped Cronenberg and Lynch, I was like, yeah, that's definitely what it needed. It needed like that, like an extra like layer of like, just real like, uh, evilness and, and weirdness. And, and you know, a lot like, I feel like it needed to take its time more. Like, I feel like, again, like, this movie rushes through a lot of stuff and doesn't really... It doesn't feel like a natural progression that Emma Watson's character goes on from this person who's like, oh, technology, this is weird, and then she's completely consumed by it. Um, yeah, I, I just think that, like, this is clearly a YA property, and it really <laughs> needed to be, like, a David Venture movie. <laughs> Dude, it felt like it. It felt like a YA uh, adaptation. <laughs> like, this felt like a Divergent movie. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and, and that was... You'll never make it out there outside of the circle. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, David Fincher was a, another... I mean, like, the fucking score in this movie, which I afterwards I was like, holy shit, Danny Elfman did this? Like, crazy. There, there were there were some there were some tracks on the soundtrack that I was like I, I like the feeling of this yeah, song yeah. like yeah definitely but it 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 also just like the the immediate reaction was oh social network Trent Reznor yeah. Atticus Ross like that was just I feel like that was almost like the desired effect too like they wanted to have that same kind of like feel of like oh like this needs to have this like propulsive like thriller feel like social network did yeah which i mean social network way more of a thriller than this movie well may is there something you'd like to share with us (laughs) uh yeah i mean like i said like there's all there's all these great people in front and behind the camera and it just like you're just like where did it go wrong like it's just it's so weird how it just it should have come together and it just didn't at all yeah well uh on that note should we get to verdicts all righty all right carson if you're going to give this a must see a recognize the caveat a wait for rental pass with a caveat or a must avoid what would you give it i <laughs> i went back and forth on this but like i really i like i've like, I've forgotten about the movie. Like, I don't think I... Like, I didn't leave the movie going like, oh, fuck my life. Like, I wasted my life. Um, like, I've, I'm not mad that I saw it or anything. Um, and uh, I'm just going to give it away for rental. Like, I don't think... Like, if someone said to watch it, I'd be like, I get... Like, it, it honestly feels like a movie that should have gone direct to Netflix. <laughs> um but yeah, like if you if you pull it up on Netflix or something, like you know, and the, like I don't think, I don't think it's like totally a, a time waste, but it's just, I mean, I guess it's more like I said, it's like it's kind of interesting to see like if you were a fan of of James Ponzel's other movies and like you want to see what he did next, it's like I would say like, well, okay, watch this, but 
like just to see but uh, it's also yeah like i don't know like it's it's not it's not flat out awful like um you know i don't know but there's there's definitely worse out there but it's just i don't know literally like that quote that i read like it's it's nothing and everything like that's like the perfect description uh i'm going to be quite a bit harsher on this film i'm going to give it a must avoid um i think it is absolutely terrible um just because like you know like whatever filmmaking style i don't care that just the the what it does with the narrative is almost irresponsible and uh instead of watching this film instead of wasting your time and your money with it you should watch a bunch of other things you should watch uh you should find antitrust probably on netflix because it seems like a thing that would just be sitting on netflix somewhere (laughs) so watch watch antitrust watch the final cut Watch um, an episode of Community called App Development and Condiments, which is all about this uh, social network they create called Meow Meow Beans, which allows you to rate everybody in the school. Um, (laughs) Along with that, back to back with that, in fact, go watch Nosedive, uh, the first episode from the the latest uh, season of Black Mirror. what else is there that you should be watching? Uh, any anything that Mike Judge has done. <laughs> <laughs> there, um, there's there's just plenty of things that you can watch that deal. And Truman Show, we've already mentioned that. Like Truman there's Show, lots of things yeah. that deal with better versions of this narrative altogether. And uh, yeah, I think that's a better use of your time because this movie is not very good. So yes, yeah, much um, much better options for you out there. Yeah. So I think uh, that about does it for this episode of the podcast. Uh, This is the part of the show (laughs) where we ask Carson where people can find him throughout the week while he's off the grid. (laughs) I'm in my cabin, dude, making uh, chandeliers. (laughs) And then I'm going to (laughs) go. I'm just going to. I don't know. I feel like that's in the trailer. Like, is that not in the trailer? I feel Uh, like they give that shit away. They show him. and sw- <laughs> a, a drunk, which by the way I think no, he's a terrible into, we're not, we're not going to go into well, I, I, I do say the, the marketing for this movie um, I, lit- I never saw the trailer once in theaters so I don't know oh, I, I've seen it a showed. few times yeah, we're I've, watching yeah. you <laughs> wait what uh, huh no I didn't hear what you said because oh, nothing it was I was just the song the the lyric in the song is we're watching you or something anyways uh, this will be the end of the episode people can find me at christopherroulette.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl you can find the podcast over at spoilerwarning.com where you get a bunch of the back episodes of the show if you want to know when the episodes go live you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com slash the spoilerwarning if you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for the episode will come from the soundtrack to The Circle, so hopefully you're enjoying that. Oh, you gotta, and... you gotta just play that Beck song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I actually will say, not that I'm into buying physical media, but I feel like the CD for this movie better be badass. Because I feel like the Circle logo could be just right there <laughs> as the disc top, and, and it would be awesome. Um, but yeah, that is the end of this review of The Circle. Next week, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So It's here, finally. A good movie. Get, get ready and excited. Also has uh, uh, 
the girl who is the friend of uh, yeah. Emma Watson in this movie. Karen, yeah, Karen Gillan. She's back in this one. Yeah. But she's, yeah. she's, she's not a member of the family, though. Just, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> As James Betsy, Betsy still would say. We're, we're all oh, family. She's not a, she's, except her. <laughs> she's not a member of the Fast family, either, since we've got Kurt Russell in this, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm your father. It's going to be a Guardians uh, Fast and the Furious crossover. Yeah. Oh, guys, I'm also a tree. 